Your number one Christian hit station presents Dog Watch. Former San Antonio police officer, author, and pastor, Tim Rupp, takes you through real-life scenarios and discusses excerpts from his books. You've never heard cop talk quite like this. Dog Watch starts now. Well, hello and welcome to Dog Watch. I'm Tim Rupp in the Rev.FM studio in beautiful Idaho Falls. Here with me is the pro, the station manager. I was going to say program director, but you're both. You're actually two hats. I, uh, yeah, yeah, two I hats guess so. without wearing any hat. <laughs> you know, and, and Gary, Gary Austin, by the way, that that's who he is. You guys, you don't even need an introduction. Gary, you were just. I just said. <laughs> The man. I just oh, say the man. You know that's Gary Austin. Tim Rupp. Know, and I'm glad you're not wearing a hat because I came in here. What was it yesterday? Yeah. I came in here. I almost pulled my gun. I thought, I thought we had burglars in here. <laughs> I did. I thought somebody was burglarizing in the middle of the day. Rev. FM. My burglar hat. You had your burglar hat on. You had your, your black beanie cap pulled down, and you had your black long sleeve shirt on. And I thought, oh my goodness, who I, are you? Who is? Where's Gary? What'd you do with them? <laughs> Then I heard the voice, and I thought, uh, that is Gary Austin. Yeah. So, today you're wearing two hats without a hat yeah, on. Yeah, without a hat. Well, there you go. So, hey, let's get right to it. Here we are, middle of December. Christmas is a couple weeks away. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Sure is. Here it make is. Make sure you have, and if you say, I don't know, I need that last minute Christmas present. You know, I've got books for sale. That's right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Man, you know, and, uh, books that will support the Strong Blue Line Foundation. Anyways, let's so let's let's talk about uh, our officer down a memorial to our officer down. Yes. So, so this comes again, once again comes from the officer down memorial page. Great, great site just to give you a lot of information. It really is. Yeah. And I'm I, I like all of the the bios on the officers who've been killed in the line of duty, but the, the historical ones are really cool. And this is they are. so this is Deputy Sheriff Robert Godley. Robert Godley. Sheriff Ed Davis deputized and ordered James Godley, a doctor by trade, and J.F. Henderson to arrest Bob Smith. So, Gary, th- this is this is old school. This is Sheriff sure is. to the doctor yeah. and said, hey, doc, I need you to arrest somebody. You're a deputy. Raise your right hand and swear. And he, rose, <laughs> he deputized. Yeah. Smith was wanted. Get, Gary, get this, Gary. Smith was wanted on the charge of bigamy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I wonder if one of the wives filed on him. Yeah. <laughs> Who have. knows? Anyways, he was wanted for bigamy. When the two deputies attempted to make the arrest, Smith used a shotgun, shot shot and mortally wounded Godley. Godley died the next day. Man. Do- doctor, it says here at the bottom, it says he's 31 years old. Oh, my goodness. 31-year-old doctor deputized. Anyways, that day? Yeah, that same day. Yeah. The same day. Bob Smith escaped in a hail of gunfire. He was arrested several weeks later. Uh, and it doesn't say what happened to him, but in 1950s, there was a poem written about uh, the bad guy, Bob Smith. It's called The Ballad of Bob Smith. Oh, me darn. That sounds like something made up. Then Bob Smith, <laughs> you know? Yeah, generic. The ballad, but The Ballad of Bob Smith by Lucas Henderson. So, you know, Henderson, that was the name of the other deputy. Huh? The same last name. So I oh bet you, I bet it was goodness. Ken. It just yeah. it's spelled the same way. I bet you it's Ken. Uh huh. Written, written in the middle 1950s, states that Bob Smith was lynched in his jail cell at Fosterville. Hmm. 
Dr. Godley is survived by his wife, was survived by his wife, Georgia, and four children. He's believed to be buried in an unmarked grave in an area in the former town of Fosterville in northeastern Anderson County, Texas. <laughs> 31 years old. Bigamy. Tour of duty one day. <laughs> Deputy And because he didn't want to get arrested for bigamy, he killed it. Uh, Man. It's crazy. That is crazy. Don't Just understand get arrested it. for bigamy. Right. Figure it out, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you want two angry women at you, or you're exactly. going to jail? Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. your choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, senior corrections officer Scott Osborne uh, Reiner, uh, end of watch uh, today, Tuesday, December 13th, uh, last year. So oh, this is just 22. So, yeah. So, uh, senior corrections officer Scott Reiner uh, arrived at work at the Gwinnett County Correctional Center. Uh, this was early in the morning. He encountered a subject in the facility's parking lot, and the subject attacked him. Um, hmm. Just attacked him. During the ensuing struggle, Officer Reiner was fatally shot. He was located by other officers at the facility. That's that's horrible. So he just showed up for work and yeah. was attacked in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, unprovoked. He just, he just, they just attacked him. This subject attacked him. Um, the subject fled the scene but was arrested three days later and charged with felony murder and aggravated assault. Uh, the investigation revealed that the subject had been in the area for an extended period of time before attacking Officer Reiner. So it doesn't say that he was, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Pointed out, I guess, yeah. or um, targeted. Targeted. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't specifically it, he that was targeted, as far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. It yeah, but he don't know. But he but, was, he just showed up at six thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah, early morning. So the guy was there overnight. So they probably surveillance cameras. I mean, yeah. in a jail parking lot, you're gonna have surveillance cam cameras. Right. The guy was hanging out, and hanging out, and he just wanted to kill a kill a law enforcement yeah. officer. I think that that's probably what it was. He just wanted to kill a cop. Mm-hmm. You I know, think so and, too. Uh, and he did so. Yeah, he was fifty nine. <laughs> So, years old. This, wow. yeah. so pretty interesting. Hmm. Hey, and if obviously you're listening now, so, but if, if you missed one of our, our shows, you can catch us on Amazon, Google, Apple, and Spotify podcast platforms. And yes. of course you can always catch archive shows at the rev.fm. So if you missed a show, please listen up and mm -hmm. hey, I'll mention again at the end, but if you have any, if you have suggestions or complaints about our show, complaints, talk to Gary. <laughs> but if, now, if you have any suggestions or anything you want to ask, ask a cop. Yeah, there you go. Send us an like email, that. dogwatch at the, at the rev.fm. Yes. And, and we'll talk about it. Even if, and if we don't, if we don't, I don't have an answer for you off the top of my head, I'll find it for you. We'll look it up. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. And if not, Gary will just make up an answer. <laughs> and we'll get it to you. <laughs> the yes man. Yes, man. <laughs> okay, you know, uh, so as as I was doing some some research for the show, I came across this this article in Police One: Parents of Slain LASD. That's Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department deputy to Sioux County over fatigue. I thought, well, what in the world's going on here? So I I looked at this, Gary, and what happened? This this deputy, Deputy Ryan Clinkenboomer. Clinkin Boomers, I believe that's how it passed. Mm -hmm, I think so. Anyways, you know, I did some research on this guy. This is, he's the fourth generation law enforcement officer in his family. Wow. Third generation 
on the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. That is something. So, I mean, this guy, blue runs through his veins. Yeah. You know, and, and he's doing this. So he's he's working, and he's working the uh, uh, evening shift. And uh, it was early in the evening, 6 o'clock in the evening. The sun was still shining in, in California. And uh, a, a beautiful day. And he was he was on Santa, what is, what's the highway he was on here? I'm going from memory on this. I, I looked it up. Anyways, he was, he was on this highway. I don't think it says in this article. I looked yeah. at another article. He pulled up to a, to a stop, to a pull, pull up to a light and stop. And he was in the right-hand lane, the outside lane. He stopped for a light. And, and while he was waiting for the light to cycle, a dark sedan pulled up next to him. And as it pulled up next to him on the driver's side, somebody shot from the dark sedan into the deputy's car with a 22 caliber gun. Didn't say it was a, whether it was a pistol or a rifle, it just said it was a 22 caliber. And they, and they hit the officer and they sped off. They, they had a video that I, that I watched on it. You can see the video. Oh my and goodness. It doesn't, it do, all it does is show it's from, it's from a distance. So all you see is the car pull up slowly uh-huh. and then pause and then take off. Hmm. And that's all you see. And the deputy's car goes a couple feet and just stops. After that happened, a citizen came up, saw saw something was uh, something, something was right, and so they stopped and checked on the officer and found that he he was deceased. He had been shot. Hmm. They called deputy. They you know they called nine one one and all that stuff. And EMS came out. There was nothing they can do. And uh, so they they so this guy just ambushed this officer. Mm-hmm. Just pulled up next to him and ambushed him. Uh, the invest investigators found out pretty quick who it was amazing they didn't say how they, they figured it out but they found out pretty quick who it was that they ran a warrant the next day SWAT team and everything's out there they, they talked the guy out and he came out and he gave up and it was a 29 year old man mm-hmm. who, who, had, who had shot him and, and, and uh, charged with, with shooting and killing him he hadn't gone to court yet but he was he was arrested for, for the murder of, of the officer and was booked into the jail and so I thought man another ambush on an officer, yeah. we, we were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. The, the other depth that you talked about sounds like he was just ambushed yeah. because he was a police officer mm-hmm. for no other reason. And so here we go again, another ambush. But what I what really caught my my attention was now uh, this took back this took place back in September of this year. Mm-hmm. On November twenty eighth, the parents filed a lawsuit against the county, the sheriff's department. In the city of Palmdale, that's where it took place in the city of Palmdale. Oh, okay. And they they filed a twenty million dollar lawsuit for wrongful death, because what what they were doing, Gary, is the uh, L.A. L.A. County Sheriff's Office was mandating one hundred hours of overtime per month for each officer. Wow. So a hundred hours, a hundred. There's there's forty hours in a work week, right? A typical work week. So a hundred hours is two and a half. Weeks. That is outrageous. So what you're doing is, is you're taking one month, which is just over four weeks, mm-hmm. right? 30 days, 31 days, and you're adding two and a half weeks to that. And then that doesn't include what is normal overtime. What I mean by normal overtime, let's say you're working the uh, 3-11 shift. Mm-hmm. You get your shift ends at 11 o'clock. Well, if you get a call at 1045 or you arrested DUI at 1045, you're putting in overtime because mm-hmm. that's going to take you two or three hours to take care of that. And so, and you're already working and mandatory overtime for a hundred hours. Exactly. And this, this hundred hours overtime, it's not like, okay, you work an eight hour shift. So now you got to work a nine hour shift. 
No, it's you work an eight-hour shift. Now you're going to work another shift back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And they're working these back-to-back shifts and so forth. And so uh, looking at that, you think, well, they're suing the county because maybe the guy was fatigued. And so I did a little bit of research on sleep deprivation in law enforcement. Now, we we have talked about this in the past, but I I was able to find this uh, study that was done by the National Institute of Justice, the NIJ, January 5th, 2009. So this is 2009. So this study isn't something that just happened, but and there's been more studies since then, but there's a lot of things that the the, uh, title of this uh, study or this article it talks about these different studies, impact of sleep deprivation on police performance. And it starts off right, right away. It says sleep deprivation is comparable to excessive drinking. Hmm. So do you want some guy that's running around answering calls, police radio that's drunk? Exactly. has <laughs> been drinking? No, you definitely don't. Yeah, that's uh It says not sleeping for 17 hours. It is, uh, impairs a person's motor skills to the extent of an equivalent of half an alcohol toxicity of 0.05. Okay, that's 17 hours. That's not that long, 17 hours, but that's not sleeping for 24 hours was equivalent to a toxicity level of 0.10. Huh. In most states, that used to be Texas, used to be 0.10. Now most states are 0.08. Eight, yeah. And so you're already legally drunk. Mm-hmm. If you haven't slept for 24 hours, wow! the, the level of depri- uh, deprivation would impair speech, balance, coordination, and mental judgment. Sleep deprivation can cause work-related accidents. I thought this was <clears throat> interesting. It said four out of eight officers involved in on-the-job accidents, that's 50% if I did my math right, <clears throat> injuries were, were impaired because of fatigue. Man. So half the accidents in your agency is because officers are tired. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, this whole uh, sleep deprivation, you know, we're talking about um, the effect on uh, police performance. Um, but I remember my dad talking about um, situations, um, uh, you know, arresting somebody for being drunk. Right. Um, you know, and this was, you know, of course, 80s, uh, 70s. And they were actually having some sort of a medical right episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, and anyway, so it, interesting whether it's sleep or a medical, you know, it, sometimes it could be a medical problem. Yeah, and you know, we think of people. Well, they're, they're they're you're too drunk to drive. Well, maybe you're too tired to drive. Right. You know, if you're too tired to drive, you're probably too tired to do law enforcement. <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so and, true. And so, uh, some of the research has shown this. Fatigued officers use more sick leave, practice inappropriate uses. Of, and and so, so they use more sick leave. So if you got mandatory overtime, you're getting sick. So you're calling in sick. That means they got to hire officers to take care of your shift. Yeah. So the, I mean, right. it's just, it's, how do you get out of this? Practice inappropriate uses of force more frequently. Become involved in more vehicle accidents. We just mentioned that. Experience more accidental injuries have more difficulty dealing with community members and other law enforcement agencies, have a higher like likelihood of dying in the line of duty. Do you think they're probably going to use some of this in that lawsuit? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It says some, some, this is 2009, it says some work well over 1,000 hours of overtime a year. 
Wow. The county was mandate, mandating 1,200 hours a year. Oh, that is <laughs> so long. 53% of officers report an average of 6.5 hours of sleep or less. Hmm. I mean, we, we've seen the studies, Gary. Yeah. There, there are very few people. Most people require seven to eight hours of sleep in a sleep mm-hmm. cycle. So, yeah, I mean, seven to eight hours of sleep, not not six hours sleep, five hours sleep. You know, every once in a while you can do that, but you can't do that on a regular basis. I mean, some right. people do it on a regular basis, and it's not good. Right. It, it causes all kinds of problems. And this is so um, specific to L.A. County, but is, is, is overtime – can you know a, a chief or you know sheriff say all right? There's mandatory overtime. Mandatory overtime. Yes, they're doing it in Bonneville County. Before the sheriff left here, Sheriff Wild left. I was talking to him. He said, Tim, one of the biggest things that bothers me is the mandatory overtime. Hmm. He was concerned. He knew it. But what do you do? Yeah, you've got to have officers fill positions. Right. And so it's like you, you just got to do it. Yeah, you're stuck. The, so, so an administrator looking at that has to figure out how, how to do it best mm-hmm. and may have to tell officers, you're not going to work any other jobs outside of this. You know, you're only going to work and so they just got to watch it because he, Sheriff Wild knew and, and Sheriff Holtz also knows the problems that, that fatigue causes. Mm-hmm. So they're doing what they can. But, you know, and, and if there was mandatory overtime for a couple shifts a month or maybe a shift a week, that's not that bad. Right, you know, you get yeah, officers, and, and officers like like that. They make more money. They, you know, they and stuff. But when you have a lot of mandatory overtime, right? But it's also uh, uh, budgetary issues. Yes, right. I mean, it's not like uh, you know government, and it's you know they have unlimited funds. Otherwise, they would government do the incentives any, we talked about. Funds. <laughs> right, government has our money. They have no funds. <laughs> But I, exactly I, I, I right. <laughs> yes, you're, you're right. They, they've got a budget they're supposed but, to work in, right? And 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 so it, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. But then again, sometimes it's cheaper to pay overtime than it is to hire to the hire. position. Yeah. So Makes you know, sense. it's just it, it's a tough deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleep disorders, which are typically associated with a poor health, poor performance, and safety outcomes, are twice as prevalent among police officers compared to the general public. And a new study suggests that they remain largely, largely undiagnosed and untreated. So why is it different with policemen than the public? I think one of the reasons is, Gary, is let's say you got a guy, he's working dog watch. Mm-hmm. That's the name of our show. <laughs> he's working dog watch. But he has to go in early, four hours or eight hours early to help the other shift. And now he's working, you know, instead of a eight to eight to 12 hour shift, he's working a you know, a 16, 17 hour shift. Mm. And then he goes home at six o'clock in the morning, you know, he gets off work and goes home and the kids are getting ready to go to school. Yeah. And he's got to help him go to school. He's got to drop him off school. Mm-hmm. And then he finally gets to bed about eight o'clock and then the phone rings, need you in court. You got to go to court. Mm. You're not getting sleep. You're not getting yeah. rest. And oh yeah, how, I, he was in bed for seven or eight hours, mm. but he he didn't sleep. No, you know? right. Yeah, so three it, hours of it, it's, actual yeah, sleep. Yeah, maybe, maybe that. Maybe. And that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, 40% of, of, of police officers screened for positive sleep disorders. 40%. Man. Positive sleep disorder. Almost doubles the 15 to 20% estimate uh, rate of sleep uh, disorders in the general population. So general populations, 
15 to 20%. Police officers are 20% or 40%. I that did not know that. Outrageous. I didn't know it was that much. No, that's, that's huge. According to researchers, excessive sleep, sleeplessness is common among police officers, whether they have sleep disorders or not. In fact, almost half of the participants, 46%, reported having fallen asleep while driving. Approximately one quarter, 26% reported this, this occurs one to, one to two times a month. I got to admit, I fell asleep when I was on duty, when I worked late sometimes. I don't know if I ever fell asleep while I was driving. Mm. I can't remember. <laughs> I was sleeping. I was sleeping. But but I, I remember being being excessively tired and just worn out. You yeah. know, and and, and I, I kind of guarded. I, I watched it. I, I was very careful, and you know. But just sometimes it happens. But uh, I know there's there's guys that they they slept on duty when they could because they worked right. so much. Because overtime. they worked so much. And back then it wasn't mandatory overtime. Mm-hmm. These guys were working extra jobs. They got themselves in a pickle, man, uh, financially. Yeah. So it's, it's important. Uh, if you have to work the mandatory overtime, there's not a lot you can do about that. You're mandated right. to do it. You can try to talk to the administration and try to, but doing voluntary overtime, working extra jobs, don't get yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that is really, really tough because, you know, we're talking about the sleep deprivation and we're also talking about, um, you know, pri- pri- priorities of, yes. Yes. Where is that proper balance? You know, and it, it's mandatory overtime. So, I mean, you, yeah. you, you've got to do it. <laughs> and, but where do you, how do you get that balance? You know, you talked about the dog watch shift and coming home and the kids are going to school and you don't actually get to bed until, you know, so much time. Where's your, where's your spiritual, you know, stuff and your, you know, exactly. mental and that just and all physical, falls apart. It, it, it does. And so, oh, well, yeah. It's horrible. And, and, and if you do have control, oh, I'm making all this extra money. What's your quality but, of life? Exactly. Yeah, you know, you can't enjoy the boat because you're so tired all yep. the time. And then you're frustrated and you go out the way, oh, I'm going to go fishing with my son. That's why I bought a boat. And then you're frustrated and you get mad at him and yell at him. And it's like. Really? Yeah, we need we need we need to pray, uh, yeah. Tim. I think for our law enforcement because that's that, that is so much in in my mind. It's just overwhelming to me yes. to to think that a, a a man or woman who is to protect me may be very tired, sleep yes. sleep deprived. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, and that's that's horrible. So and, we and, we do we just need to pray for yes, them. And, yes, dude, please pray for yeah. your police officer. Yeah. When you see a police officer drive by, just pray for him. Just pray for him. Yeah. If you're driving, don't close your eyes and bow your head. Just pray. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you have a topic or question you want to address on Dog Watch, send me an email. You can email suggestions, questions, or comments, or, or complaints. To dogwatch at the rev.fm. Dogwatch at the rev.fm. A thought from the good book today. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Thank you for joining us. Remember, make the watch strong. Dog Watch is brought to you by the Strong Blue Line and your number one Christian hit station. Send your comments and questions to dogwatch at therev.fm. You can download the Dog Watch episodes from therev.fm as well as offer your financial support for this program. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. Be enabled in your faith with Dog Watch.